Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Amen. Listen once again to the words from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, the words that contain the nine fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is our text. Fellow Christians preparing to celebrate Christ's first coming and preparing to celebrate his final coming on Judgment Day. Uh, Promises. Made any promises lately? And if you did make promises lately, did you keep those promises? think uh, we all probably uh, can think back at times when uh, we made a promise and we just weren't able to keep it. That's been the case. Hopefully uh, apologies were made to the person or people that promise uh, was directed at. But we need to be careful when it comes to making promises There are promises that uh, we really uh, couldn't keep. We really couldn't say to someone who's suffering from a terminal illness, I promise that uh, you'll be better. We couldn't really keep that promise. That's up to God and the doctors, the person who has the, the illness, if that could be accomplished. There are promises we just cannot keep. Don't have enough finances to promise our children or our spouse or others that uh, you know we'll give them a Christmas gift of a half a million dollars. There are promises we cannot keep. There are other promises that we shouldn't keep. We make a promise telling someone that, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, I promise you that uh, you'll have a great day. Everything's going to go perfect. You're going to win the lottery. Well, we shouldn't make such promises. We don't know what the future really holds many regards. We can't promise something, we shouldn't promise something that we can't control. And then there are other promises that we maybe made that we really didn't have any intention of keeping. I think of a lot of times, maybe at this time of the year, you see someone and you say, oh, we got to get together soon. Well, you really don't have any intention of getting together with them, but it sounds good, so you make that promise. I promise I'll call you. I promise we'll have you over sometime. Uh, Promises. Today we're going to be focusing on uh, the 
Seventh fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness. Well, that's a fruit of the Spirit, just like all the other fruits of the Spirit that we don't perfectly keep. But as Christians, we know that the times we've sinned when it comes to making promises is a sin that God also forgives. We are to strive to display the fruits of the Spirit as best we can but uh, recognize that at times we fall short. However, when it comes to faithfulness, people need to be able to trust us in little things as well as in big things. To be more faithful, we need to be more faith-filled. The more we trust God's faithfulness to us, the more then we will be faithful to him, and to others. So now we're reminded to be prepared for Christ's coming with faithfulness. And first we remember God's faithfulness to us. At times we might be tempted to question God's faithfulness. God, are you really going to keep this promise? It's been so long. Things have not changed. It doesn't seem like you have kept your word, God. The Old Testament believers must have wondered if God was really going to keep his promises to them. As Noah and his family waited out the flood for a year or more in the ark, they had to wonder, would they ever get off that ark? As the children of Israel waited for over 500 years in slavery in Egypt, they had to wonder, is God really going to free us from this slavery? As other nations defeated them in battle after battle, the Israelites had to wonder, is God really going to... uh, Give us the promised land. As the people of the northern kingdom were taken into captivity by Assyria and the people of the southern kingdom were taken into captivity by Babylon, they had to wonder, is God going to return us to this land? As 400 years of silence passed since the last prophet said anything to them. They had to wonder about God's silence. You know, as the nations of Assyria and Greece and Rome took control of the promised land, again, they had to wonder, God, are you really going to preserve us, your chosen people? The Old Testament believers must have had times of doubt. God's faithfulness was in question. Would God really send them a Savior as he had promised? Well, we too have faced experiences in life where we wonder, is God going to really keep the promise? He's promised that uh, we'll never be tempted beyond what we're able to bear. There are times that seems, you know, really difficult. We're suffering a great deal. 
Where's that? Where's God keeping that promise? The death of a loved one or a family problem lead us to question how such things can work for our good. God promised all things will work to good, the good for those who love God. Financial difficulties and job insecurity cause us to wonder if God does care for us as he promised. Days of loneliness and Unhappiness tempt us to not trust God and the promise that he makes to be with us always. But fortunately, there were those in Old Testament times that continued to trust God. The prophet Isaiah said, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness You have done marvelous things, things planned from long ago. Now, historically, Isaiah was talking about the promises God had kept up to his time to keep the nation of Israel together as his chosen people. Prophetically, he was talking about the eventual fulfillment of the promise, the greatest promise of all the sending of a Savior to earth. And it wasn't just Isaiah who continued to trust in God over all this time when there was silence. Many Psalms and other Old Testament books contain declarations of gratitude for God's faithfulness. This trust in God's faithfulness was evident during the days preceding and following the Savior's birth. Even though no words of inspiration were given through a prophet for about 400 years, when Jesus was born, there were people eagerly waiting for the redemption of Israel. Now, many were misled as to what that redemption would be like. They were thinking it would lead to Israel being a world power. However, there were many who were expecting the right thing, a savior from sin. There were many who trusted that God would take steps when the time was full to save them. Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, Simeon and Anna, and many others. These were just some of those who continued to trust in God's faithfulness. Even though at times we give in to temptation and doubt God's faithfulness, as believers, those times pass, and we know that God can always be trusted. We are the ones that aren't always faithful. God is always faithful. His promises are true. Christmas is a great time to refresh our memory about that fact. It took almost 4,000 years. God promised Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden that a Savior would come that he would put enmity between the devil people. 
That enmity would be the result of Jesus coming, defeating the devil. For almost 4,000 years, the people believed that. It happened as God said to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. Christmas took place. God's faithfulness was evident in the baby that was born in Bethlehem. Through that child's 35, or excuse me, 33 years, that Savior did what was needed. He lived perfectly, died innocently, rose victoriously, and his faithfulness would continue to be evident and is still evident to us. The world's salvation was secured. God's faithfulness reaches down to us from heaven. And it covers heaven and earth. The times of pain are endured and overcome or overcome through the promise of God. He is faithful. Family and emotional problems are solved or endured through the help of God. If only we would all rely on his faithfulness to accomplish this, we would see that he is indeed true to his word. Financial worries, well, they'd be put in a rather, you know, off hidden way or hidden place. We know that if we do our best, God will see to it that our necessities are received. Loneliness is a thing of the past when we remember God is with us always to the ends of the earth. Trusting in God's faithfulness makes life a whole lot easier Another year of celebration of Christmas. May it serve to wake us up to that fact. God kept his promises. He sent a Savior. God keeps all of his promises. Take him at his word. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. How do we show our gratitude for his faithfulness? We are to declare his faithfulness to others. Isaiah said that he would exalt God and praise his name. And the psalm writers said that they would make known God's faithfulness to all generations. That they would show forth God's faithfulness every night. We are to take advantage of every opportunity that comes our way to tell others about God's faithfulness. Tell others that God promised a Savior and God sent that Savior. Tell them that because of this Savior, we can rely on all of God's promises being kept. He will help us through this life into the next, just as he promised. But if we want people to listen to us as we talk about God's faithfulness, then we need to be sure that people can trust us, take us at 
our word. Now, we want to make sure that uh, we're known as keeping our promises. After all, why are people going to want to listen to us about the promises of God when they know that we're not that reliable? We need to put our trust in God and his word and declare God's faithfulness to others. Of course, just as with all other sins, at times we fail to be faithful. But we also know that due to Christ's efforts, our sins are forgiven. And we are forgiven those times when we're not as faithful as we could be or should be. But the next time we're tempted to break a promise, remember what that does to our effort to share the Christmas story, to share the Easter story, to share all the stories about God and his plan of salvation for the world. God kept his promise. We look at the manger, and we're reminded of the greatest promise being kept. Thank God that he was faithful. And be confident that he will continue to be faithful and rely on his help to be as faithful as we can be. God, grant us a full measure of this fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and our minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.